everybody, welcome to the Blue Collar Belt Podcast, the show about two brothers who are sharing their experiences or going through it. How's everybody doing this week? I'm your host, John, joined with my co-host and youngest brother, Jake. What's up? Well, it happened. Goldbladder out. Goldbladder is out. I am a little bit lighter now. What was that, two days ago? Friday? Friday. Friday, you got it out? Friday, Friday, Friday. What was that like? It looked like I got in a knife fight. A knife fight? Yeah, Yeah. you got four scars on your lower abdomen. Yeah, looks like somebody went went really good in on my stomach. But they fixed the hernia, too. But yes, that is the good news. I got a two-for-one, which if you're ever lucky enough to have surgery and have the surgeon go, oh, yeah, we fix this while you're in there, that's always good. Because... My hernia, not to get off on a tangent, but my hernia was so small originally they didn't even want to risk doing surgery to fix it. So mm-hmm. this just presented an opportune time. So yeah, I got four nice little knife marks in me and lots of pain meds and go from there. We got like, I don't know, probably I'll test the waters a little bit in a week. Then two days now, I drove a little bit yesterday to go get coffee. I drove today to go get coffee. My abdomen's in pain, but we're moving forward. I'm really curious to see once I'm fully healed how my body processes. You notice, uh, because before you were talking and you said it like you had to watch what you eat, are you still like watching what you eat? And can you tell a difference like, Um, or no? I mean, you think you have to heal more? I have to heal more for sure. Well, I know you have to heal more, but yeah. If I can tell there's really anything, I mean, there's just certain things that don't happen after surgery. Not that this was like super invasive, but my body's still really swollen, especially in your abdomen. Yeah, so it's hard to tell. No, you're not using the bathroom the same yet. You're not. No. I mean, it took me just up until yesterday to just be normal. General anesthesia has to wear off. You got to get off the pain, you know. So it'll be probably about a month before I can make that determination. Yeah. But the good news is, is um, they did, he did. Well, I was in the process of waking up after the surgery. I wasn't up yet, but he did come in the room and tell mom and dad that um, he was for sure my gallbladder wasn't operating functionally. And there's no explanation why not, he just not knows. yet. I think he had another surgery, so he wanted to let somebody know because that was a big concern of mine. That you know, if we go through this surgery and it wasn't the gallbladder, yeah. then I'm going to be not happy. Mm-hmm. And so you know, and I had that discussion with him prior to, and so I think he wanted to get in there and you know, let somebody know, hey, yeah, for your peace of mind, right? Mm-hmm. But I do have a follow up with him in about a week or so. Okay. So I'll ask him and be like, you know, what, what did you get in there and like find? What did you see that made you? Yeah, think like this how do you that? how do you know? Right. Yeah. And there's many things. You know, it could have been affected. It could have been there. Could have been a number of things. Yeah. So yeah, he'll for me, sure. He'll give me the answers to that. But yeah, it was. It was weird. I mean, I did fine. But then I'm sitting there and they start pumping you full of, you know, meds and stuff to get you prepped for surgery. And yeah. 
a <clears throat> straight IV of a steroid into you. And that's when I was like, that's, it's weird because that's when, and I'm sure because mom and dad were both in there, they both wanted to come to the prison. Hmm. Yeah. Well, um, they were starting to get like irritating, not because they were getting irritating, but because like the steroid, my nerves were just like, like I was already nerve, like I had some nerves going on. Yeah. And the steroid just like amplified that. Hmm. Interesting. And so it was like, you know, dad was doing a really good job about trying to keep my mind occupied and talking to me. But then all of a sudden, like, it just started getting really annoying. And I'm like, I just finally told him. I'm like, this is not. And mom's like, it's that steroid. They just pumped you full. No, it's not. <laughs> so anyways, they, no, they were great. Um, it was nice having awesome. both of them there, but it's yeah. Good. My, my nerves were a little, I mean, I wasn't like super nervous. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like we discussed last week. It's one of those things where my mind knew that I was going to have surgery. So I was already wrapped around the fact that it was going to happen. It's just weird when you're there and you got the needles and everything hooked up. To well, you don't like needles either. Medical needles. I am not. I just, I forgot never, about that. Yeah. I've never been, I mean, I've come a long way from, you know, being the seventh grader who had to have their mom and grandma hold them down to get a shot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I can, I can take a shot. And I've been there before too, though. I, I'm pretty sure Wheezy was, my aunt was chasing me around the, the hospital because right. something with my ear or something, or it was like drops in the eyes, mm -hmm. something that dumb. I was literally sprinting through the hospital and they were trying to catch mm -hmm. me. It's funny you say that because Dominic just had pink eye like a week ago. Mm -hmm. And, dude, I, for, like, whatever reason, you thought we were, like, I don't know, holding, like, a knife to him to put these drops in because the yeah. way he was reacting. The, the screaming that yes. I did when I was younger, yeah, was, like, someone's dying in there. Right. And it's, like, eye drops in your eye. Yeah, you also had— But it's, like, you don't know— as a kid, you don't know how that's going to feel. Right. It doesn't feel like anything. No. And they probably tell you that, but you're probably so nervous and racked up that you're just panic. Yeah. And you're and you're just, you know, as a kid, you're envisioning the worst possible thing that you know of at five years old. Yeah. You know, which mm -hmm. at that point is getting eye drops in your eye. True. Yeah. You haven't experienced a else. lot of yeah. other things. Breaking so, an arm, anything. Right. Anything, yeah. Which is funny because I was trying to think about this too. Um, the other day, for some reason, it came up when I was thinking about my surgery. How old were you when you had your tonsils out? Do you remember? Seven, I think. Yeah. Like, I was going through my mind, like. Dude, that was how, a whole thing. How a seven-year-old. Because I'm like, what if Dominic had to have, not like gallbladder surgery, but if he had to have, like, his tonsils taken out or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, Jake did it, and I thought maybe you were closer to 10. But, I might have been. I, but I, I, seven, hey, you were young, right? I don't even, I don't, last memory, I think, was when I was like, I don't know, maybe 10. Yeah. But I, that was, I, I remember the experience, so I don't remember how old I was. I was like multiple nights staying in the hospital type of thing. Yeah. And I, I want to say I was like throwing up and. I remember you coming home, and for like a week, you would not swallow your spit. You had to walk around with a little dish 
and mm-hmm. you would like spit into this little dish because you were afraid to swallow. Like that's the one thing I remember from that. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I can just remember mom going, "No, you have to like eventually you're gonna have to swallow," and like you just wouldn't. You were so afraid to swallow. I I I think it was just like if you had strep throat, it was like hurt, like they're scarring like back in here or something. I don't, I don't remember why it wouldn't. No, and or I, maybe it was just like the air or I don't know. I don't know. It's it is weird, you know, I cuz I had my tonsils taken out as an adult when That's why. I think it's cuz like when and you swallow you use like you activate yeah. that back there. Mm-hmm. But it's just one of those things that was interesting. I was just thinking about you know me having nerves and then I think about, you know, what if my kid had to go through this? Like what? Uh-huh. You know, I've been I've been through many different things now and gallbladder surgery is definitely not the worst thing that I've I've yeah. been through. But what what to a little kid and then would be nerves like that? Like that would be like the end of the world I would imagine if I was a 5-year-old and was in that same position. 100%. And well, yeah. Thinking back then though, like you don't you think everything's going to be fine. Like you don't when you're five or ten years old, maybe not ten, but you don't really understand that people can make mistakes. Does that make sense? Like you're going yes. to the doctor and you're like, this guy knows what he's doing. You don't know any story. Maybe you have a phone or something now, I guess. Right. But back in the day, you're just like, this guy knows what he's doing. He's going to take care of me. Nothing can go wrong. Those right. those thoughts aren't even in your you know what I'm, I mean? I'm sick. Mom and dad said the doctor is going to make me feel better. Yeah, so but they could have fucked up in there. But right. And those thoughts aren't going through my head at five, you know? No. But as uh, if I were to do that now, I'm like, well, this is a big deal. Somebody could fuck up. There's humans doing this shit. Yeah, the nerves are a little different. Yeah, for right? sure. People <clears throat> make mistakes. That's, yeah, you know, but it sounded like all your stuff went well, so. Yeah, and that, I mean, it, it just... Your nerves translate to everything. I mean, mm-hmm. that's one thing that um, I've experienced, obviously, along the journey, and everybody does. But you get nerves for different things, and, and as as we've discussed before, you know, for me, it's one of those things where I can wrap my brain around the situation and don't go down the road of all the other things that could potentially happen. Um, you know, mom, mom, as funny as it is, has a saying, you know, don't borrow trouble, meaning don't don't think past, you know, what's probably going to happen and go down the what if road because you start going down there, you start making yourself even more nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it happens for many different things. I mean, look at some of the jobs that we do. We're, we're sitting on a big job that I know I'm not nervous about. I just want to get it done because it's not a get in and get out kind of job it's mm-hmm. going to take a little time and a little more um prep than what we're usually used to yeah and then on top of that we've had this job sitting open for all winter now yeah so mm-hmm. we have there's a little bit of, of nerves behind getting that one done because there are some things that is going to kind of slow us up and with the surgery happening now and Somebody twisting their ankle today playing basketball. Yeah, I'll be we fine though. Some, we got some uh, late starts going on here, but that's mm-hmm. all right because the weather hasn't exactly been the greatest yet. Mm-hmm. So, 
other kinds of things cause you to get nervous? Or what, I guess, what are some things that cause you to get nervous? Situations that kind of put the, put you on. Uh, well, there's a couple different feelings, I guess, because I lean towards anxiety when I talk to people. I, is that nervous? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah, that's a big one for me, especially if I haven't done it in a while and i don't know the person then yeah like do you get start thinking about like all the things like this is something that i used to do i mean i talk to so many people anymore it's kind of second nature mm-hmm. um and that's a good way uh to kind of deal with nerves is just to start doing the things that make you nervous more often i mean i'm not oh, for sure i'm not going to jump into like having multiple surgeries to make myself comfortable with surgery but you know, like you just said, when you get, when you start talking to people, especially in business for the first time, just start doing it more or, you know, start talking to people you run into at the, excuse me, at the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. See, I avoid that though. Right. Because, well, I made leaps and bounds actually. I'm probably regressed from when I did, but when I worked at, uh, just say I, when I worked at CentOS, that's what you had to talk to people every single day all the time all the time yeah and that put me out of my comfort zone but i got used to it and i started to get good at it Mm -hmm. but now i'm probably regressed from that well yeah and and you did fine with you know customers and stuff this last year when we would meet yeah that's that's fine i don't know it's like it's like a so like i can get in the zone professionally Mm -hmm. and i'm not really nervous because like i there's no words that i can say really that are gonna change this dude's mind or like because my my social anxiety comes from people like thinking i'm gonna say the wrong thing right i don't think when when i'm like talking business or i'm with you like the chances of me saying the wrong thing are like one percent right but when i'm talking to a girl at a bar there's a thousand different things i could say right that's where the anxiety comes from okay you know what i mean yeah and not just girls guys too because like if i say something wrong hey I don't know. That's just where I live in my head. Right. I don't want to be like, oh, this dude doesn't even know how to fucking talk. What's he even saying? Right. That's the type of shit that goes through my head. Okay. I get you. It's that weird. Makes, no, it's, it's not. It's common. It's deep. It's, but it's, it's weird. It's common. It's it's definitely a good thing that you recognize that, but it's also something that can potentially hold you back then from going out and having those conversations. Yeah. I never go out because right. I don't like the anxiety. Right. Nobody does. And I think that's a big part of um, why we don't have so many people now, especially after COVID. So many people are still, you know, stuck in their COVID time, Mm -hmm. like mentality. People are going out and that's great. And I love that. But you still have a lot of people, I feel like, who are like super anxious and whatnot and are kind of stuck to 100%. I don't need to be not to go down the COVID road, but it was just so much nicer when it was just me and I didn't have to deal with all these other people. And well, guess what? You know what? We got to get back yeah. out. We got to get living. We yeah. Have to, we have to start doing these things and these nerves aren't going to go away until we do something about them. Yeah. So, I've started to realize that because there for a while, I don't know how old I was, but it's pretty recent. Like I just thought some people just didn't get nerves, but it's just, they rep a tissue like 
the same nerves I have. Like, right. I think I'm crazy because right. I'm getting nervous from talking to a person. Who the fuck does that? You're just talking. Right. But it's real. It well, is. Like, 100%. Like, you can't, you can't deny that these things happen to you. What you can do is accept that they happen, and then you put your best effort into learning how to deal with them in a in a natural yeah, way. Yeah, the more you do it, like, the feeling goes away. Yes. Like, it does. Yeah. Because I've felt it before. Mm-hmm. Like I said, when I first worked at CentOS and got my own route, and I had to talk to everybody on the first day mm-hmm. and hand them their invoice. Yep. Super-duper nervous. Don't know what to say. Right. That went away, and then I was having conversations with fucking everybody after yeah three months and and with talking you know you you get in there and and well you understand you start to once you get to know people then it like oh yeah then it's way more comfortable right yeah i think that's why it got more comfortable but one of the things with talking especially is like the first time you have the conversation it's like okay i went through it the first time i stumbled over some stupid shit i Mm -hmm. i thought i was gonna do that it happened Mm -hmm. now i get to move on now that person you know, knows me and maybe they're just as nervous as I was to meet a new rep, you know, yeah, most like likely that. they probably are. Cause right. they don't know you. I mean, think about the people we, we talk to when we go bid work, right? Concrete. A lot of people don't realize this, but concrete work for a residential home is some of the most expensive repairs you're going to make on your home. Mm-hmm. The only other things that go get that expensive. I mean, if you're talking about replacing your whole driveway, you it's probably still going to be more expensive than replacing your furnace. Unless you do like your furnace and your AC at the same time, then it's going to probably be about the same. Your roof is probably still going to be cheaper than replacing your driveway. Mm-hmm. Siding is probably going to be about the next biggest thing. So unless your house burns down or you're doing a full remodel, the concrete work around your house is going to be some of the most expensive stuff. Yeah, And people get nervous about that sometimes like i've seen it when they have us come bid work and you're talking to them like i've had people just out the gate even tell me like i know this is going to cost me a fortune you know and you can instantly see that so i think as nervous as you might think you are in situations like that especially when it comes to being nervous and dealing with other people Mm -hmm. you're going to it kind of gives you a peace of mind to know that that other person's probably somewhat nervous as well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and they're spending a lot of money, like you said. Right. And when I look at it like that, then, then it's easier for me to kind of drop my nerves because in my mind, then I go, well, what can I do? What can I say that's going to help this person not be so nervous? Because I don't, you know, I want to be able to help them. Yeah. You know, but the other thing too is funny. You know, we do have, have some younger, listeners that listen to this show you know early 20s and whatnot that'll probably run into the same thing like you said it's different talking to somebody professionally than it is you know going out and meeting somebody at a bar or something like if you're 100 percent, if you're in that age range you know it's something i never really dealt with i never had an issue when it came to talking to girls um Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to gas myself up but it's just something that felt It's something that felt natural to me, right? Because in my mind, I would just tell myself, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? This girl's going to not be interested or she's going to say no thank you Mm -hmm. if I ask for her number. You know, like I didn't worry about looking like a jackass. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But one one piece of advice, if you are in that position and you're listening to this, is I would just say, you know, the girls that are going out there or the guys that are going out there, whatever you're into, mm -hmm. I don't care. Those people are out there potentially looking for the same connection you are, and they are probably just as nervous. So give, oh, your, yeah, give yourself a little grace, you know, understand that it's going to be okay and everybody's going to be a little weird about it. It's mm -hmm. fine. Like, Let's get weird. I think that's that's kind of a I think that's kind of a a good thing to say right now. I think that is another thing people are afraid of, like yeah. having that weird interaction. Like it's okay. Mm -hmm. Like we aren't nobody's perfect. Yeah. I don't I don't think that I think people forget that sometimes, especially with social media and you can post these pictures that make you look a certain yeah. way or show off what you have in a certain way. And instantly everybody's mind jumps to, oh, well, I could, I could never go for that or I could never have that. Like, it, I wonder what that person, you know, and then all the thoughts come and then that's when the nerves start building up again. Mm -hmm. So have you found any ways um, to deal with some of those nerves when they arise? Um, I mean, other than just pushing through because that's me, I mean, that's, that's kind of – that's how I I was really nervous when I go back to the Cintas thing. I was really nervous just talk just standing just handing them this thing and I just say, Is there anything you need like that up to that moment, mm -hmm. so fucking nervous. Like right. insanely nervous. Yeah. Because if they need something and I can't do it, then it's like shit. But then I slowly realize like, hey, they don't need everything all the time. It's just have a simple conversation, make sure they know you're doing everything you can for them. Mm -hmm. um, what are some other things you get nervous about? Like, do you ever get nervous? Um, like when you're, I mean, any, any time something's new, obviously. And yeah. I'm, that's, that's the biggest one for me. You know, for me, uh, starting a business, you know, a couple of times has yeah. been nerve wracking, but it's a different kind of nerve. I think it's excitement too. Yeah. Well, my main problem, I'll tell you my main problem is when I'm talking to somebody that's new, I miss the flow of the conversation. Like I want to jump, I want to jump on them like right away. Like right. I want to keep like, talk. I want to be the first one to talk. I want to be the last, like there's, there's no rhythm or rhyme to the conversation. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Sometimes it's hard to like sit back and listen to what they have to say because you're just so in that you want to well, put the input in. It's a weird, it's a weird mind fuck thing that I do to myself mm -hmm. because I'm always thinking like what I'm always trying to think of what that other person is thinking mm. because like I want them to feel how I feel. Like I want them, I don't want to put pressure on them. I don't want to do any sort of weird shit that I wouldn't want them doing to me. Right. So I sometimes jump on words and I apologize for no reason. Right. It's weird. Yeah, but that, I mean, that also makes sense because um, that is another thing. We expect other people to feel how we are feeling. And that's something that I've, I've noticed as well, kind of going through all these things that I've, that I've went through is we live our own experiences and two things that I've run into that I've noticed is we can't expect people to feel the same way 
that we feel as much as we want them to understand and we want them to grasp that Mm -hmm. and that's not like a dick thing that's not somebody like going well i'm just better than you so i don't have to feel those things it's just they have their own shit going on Mm -hmm. so you you can't expect everybody to always feel the same way that you're feeling Mm -hmm. so in that you have to give yourself a little grace and go they're feeling their own shit and and i'm not feeling what they're feeling so why should i expect them to feel what i'm feeling now you definitely have empathy and people feel for you and they worry about you but they have their own lives to live yeah you know and and kind of the the second thing to that is is everybody's level of what they can tolerate is different so what what might seem extreme you or I might not be extreme to somebody else or it might be even more extreme, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I kind of try and keep those kinds of things in the back of my head. It's like, there's a lot of things that I've learned in this life. You have to deal with on your own and, and, you know, nerves and fear are kind of those things because everybody else has their Mm -hmm. own. It's all on a whole different level. Yeah. Um, Anytime that that kind of stuff arises, I try and think of how I would would handle it. Yeah. You know, especially it's been kind of nice getting, you know, like I talked about last week, kind of cutting myself off from all the outside like input, you know, and just kind of preparing myself in my own way because only I know how I'm going to handle these things. It doesn't matter what advice anybody else gives me. I can try and take these pieces of advice from other people and apply them, but I, I am the only one who's going to know how I'm going to handle this best. And I just have to do it in the best way I can. Yeah. So that's, that's something, you know, nerves are a bitch. They, they sneak up on you sometimes and you might try and prepare yourself the best you can, but you just got to go forward and, the interesting thing that I find with nerves is like once you do like get past that initial like breaking point, like how many how many times have you said, What was I so nervous for? Oh hundreds of times. Yeah, it's definitely less. Some things still hang hang around there, but it's definitely less. Oh, absolutely. I, I just it sometimes it gets kinda comical to me because I do get wrapped up so much <clears throat> in prepping for something that I might be super nervous about, maybe a big job or, you know, even in the gym, like, okay, I'm going to step everything up this week. Well, what happened? You know, then I start getting nervous about, okay, what if I don't hit this? Well, guess what? There's always next week. Mm. Try it again. Is that a real feeling in the gym? You get nervous in the gym? Sometimes I do. Yeah. Fuck me. That's, I haven't experienced that yet. Sometimes I do. Like, um, not necessarily like with like cardio or whatnot, but I've always been really self-conscious about lifting. Uh-huh. Um, and so sometimes when I'm, or I won't necessarily be necessarily like I'm nervous about this, it'll be more of like, I'll psych myself out, you know, like, oh, I really wanted to get this next weight up. And I'll be thinking about it so much that, um, excuse me, um, I will go to step up that next weight and I'll just be thinking about it and I'll psych myself up and I'll try and try and get it and either one of two things happens. I overdid it and I exhausted myself 
thinking about it and psyching myself up, which uses energy, mm-hmm. or I crush it and then I get the flip side, which was I was just talking about was, oh, what was I so nervous about? You know, I don't get the same kind of nerves in the gym I do when I'm like, you know, talking to new people or whatnot, like we were just talking about. But Yeah, it's a different type. It is, but there's definitely kind of like that edge to it, I guess. Yeah. From the yeah, when you when I'm yeah, my brain shuts off. That's like a different thing. Or for me, um, some of the biggest times isn't necessarily like during or before the gym. For me, it's like if I had a setback, like if I didn't hit a distance that I would normally hit during cardio. I'm like, oh well, what's going on? And then you know the thoughts start coming in and mm. start getting nervous. Like, oh, is there something? kind of going on with me or am I just tired you know what I mean like you start yeah I don't I don't have that feeling but I think I think I made the connection there yeah yeah so it's not it's not necessarily like self-imposed but it is definitely self-imposed and and sometimes I just have to remind myself that you know yeah look at what you did the week before Mm -hmm. you probably didn't hit your targets because you were gassed out because maybe you, you smoked it the, it week. the week before. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there. I mean, there's all kinds of different nerves. And, and I think, you know, one of the, the best things that I can tell you is just, you know, in a healthy way, just push through them, come out the other side and have that feeling like, you know, swim around in that feeling a little bit of why was I so nervous? Because this wasn't as bad as I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I think the mo- most of mine just comes from, you know, just social shit, man. It's it's hard to get over, but you gotta have a, like a mindset, as in like you gotta let your ego go, you gotta let everything go. Mm-hmm. So I definitely need to take those words of advice and run with them. Yeah, because you can only who gives be... a shit, man. Like, right? You're not gonna be here forever. Like, who no. gives a fuck? And nobody else is even remotely worried about what you're doing because they have their own shit yes so 100 percent. yeah i have i have that i have that and i was mm-hmm. looking i forgot what the youtube video was but he just went over things that like almost psychotic things like the feeling that everyone's constantly looking at you and judging you and you're like the center of it right i and have that like I'm like I'm at the gym and I'm thinking, holy fuck, everyone is looking at me. Like right. sometimes I have that feeling. Mm-hmm. Not so much anymore, but it's weird. Yeah. And it's like, dude, nobody's fucking gives a shit. Nobody cares. Because they gave a shit about is, themselves. Right. Like, that's Everybody what you, else is worrying how out of breath they are, how sore their muscles are. They're not thinking not even about just in you. the gym. They're it's not. like I'll be outside shooting hoops and someone will walk by and there's cars driving by they probably don't even fucking know i'm out there shooting but i think they're like looking at me it's weird yeah but yeah Yeah. you just got to push through those moments and and it's kind of silly as is but everybody goes through them this is definitely one of those podcasts where i can say everybody deals with this like Mm -hmm. there is nobody special that doesn't deal with this and if you're somebody who says that well i don't deal with that well you got some and stuff you got to work out for your own yeah you're just not realizing it mm-hmm. or maybe you're just in tune yeah, they could be naive for right sure. yeah. you know but everybody gets nerves at a certain level it doesn't matter how successful you are or how wealthy you are 
how far along in life you are, what experiences you've been through. Everybody has nerves. It's sure. how you deal with them. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. that's what's important. So Yeah. Well, that's all I got this week. You got anything else for these folks? No, sir. Alrighty, guys. We appreciate you listening. And feel free to reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram at the Blue Collar Built Podcast. Please share the show and we'll catch you next time.